Life happens with Pimelo Modine. So President Cyril Ramaphosa addressed the GBV summit in November 2018. This is following the total shutdown movement that had taken place in August of that very year. Take a listen. When abuse occurs in situations of trust, whether in the family, whether in the church, in the schools of our nation, or elsewhere, the sense of betrayal is indeed intensified. The physical and psychological effects may look like they are receding, but they very rarely disappear. One moment of violence can have permanent consequences on the lives of women. Most of us can testify to the fact that we know someone who is a survivor, a survivor of gender-based violence, or who has in some way or other been affected by the heinous crimes that are committed against the women of our country. But what I have found is that these summits and conferences and meetings do give us an opportunity, an opportunity to be able to talk to one another, and to listen to one another. They give us an opportunity to listen to the stories of the women who sat here, who quietly told their story in a harrowing way, and who reduced quite a number of us to tears, as they related the deep pain that they feel and as they related how their lives have been shattered at the hands of men. Now the proposals that have been put forward here are definitely proposals that we are going to act on. We have it within us from re-looking at how our budget is constructed right through to even setting up the structure to deal with gender-based violence. So what the women of our country are saying is not landing on deaf ears. So that was two years ago when thousands of women embarked on a protest action on the 1st of August across South Africa to protest the scourge of gender-based violence and women from all walks of life used the start of the country's Women's Month uh, to demonstrate their frustration and anger at the increasing levels of gender-based violence in South Africa. The protest, though, came shortly after Stasese had revealed in June 2018 that the murder rate of women had increased by 117% between 2015 and 2016-2017. 
And that protest march and action was called hashtag the total shutdown movement. Now speaking to us this afternoon is Zindle Olai, who is a total shutdown movement spokesperson. Zindle, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. It's been two years, Zindle. Um, your reflections on how far you've come or have you come far? I don't believe we have come far at all. Uh, I believe there are a couple of demands that have been met um, um, since um, the, 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 the summit, which was the, 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 the clip that you were, you were playing um, earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, which happened on the 1st and the 2nd of November 2018. Um, it's been two years since then now. Um, and the demands that have been met since that summit were basically, I think, five or six of them, which were essentially the summit that we had. Um, and from that summit, we had five key asks, right? And one of our five key asks was to fast-track the decriminalization of sex work, which is something that still hasn't happened. Um, and there was a timestamp, right? There was a deadline to each and every demand that we put up. We basically said to the state that, listen, um, we see that you're struggling um, with handling gender-based violence and, 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 and the scourge of gender-based violence in South Africa. So we've done the work for you. Here's a plan. Um, all you need to do is resource this plan um, um, and, and, and make it a priority so that um, these things are implemented and the women of South Africa can feel safe. Um, we also have the establishment of the interim interim steering structure, which was also a demand um, on the 24 demands that have been met. Mm. Um, the interim steering um, structure has now become a permanent one. Um, the signing of the declaration was also a, a demand that was met, um, and 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 the NSP. Uh, the president I ever said that they would be training for police officers, um, sensitization training. Um, we don't know how far that has gone or how far. Um, um, steps is um, in terms of that training. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know who has been trained. We don't know how to access that information. We don't know um, what to do if um, police officers who have been trained um, do not follow. So there's no uh, accountability um, mechanism that has put, been put into place um, to hold um, members of the state accountable if they they so do not. Um, what is the mm-hmm. word I'm looking They don't comply. They don't fight. Yeah. This, this then says to me that somehow there is a, a, a bit of a disconnect between yourselves, and this is a very key movement, and some really key stakeholders. So I don't expect the president to come back to you every single time, but I do expect that you should be maybe in constant communication with the Ministry of, 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 of the Police. And is that not happening? No, it is it is not happening. Um, there is no um, constant or there is no communication between us um, as um, the as TTS with um, the Minister of Police in terms of of of, of the demands um, that were put out in the twenty fifth month. And if mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. And even if you look at the victim support, the victim support service bill that was um, released yes. I think two or three months ago, yeah, yes, um, it centers. Um, all of the work on NGO spaces mm-hmm. or in, uh, who have been doing this work for many years, it mm. doesn't necessarily um, put the burden or the mm. work on, yes. on, on, on state uh, or government uh, yes. departments to fix themselves and to do the work. Instead, it overburdens the spaces that have been doing the work mm. for so many years. Mm. So um, I, I, I can't say to you that we've come far. Um, because we had deadlines for all of these demands, and mm-hmm. all of these deadlines have been lapsed now. Um, it's 2020. Um, women are still dying. We had a pandemic, which was COVID-19. Um, 
it seemed to me that um, domestic violence uh, um, had had increased during that time. It hasn't it, it hasn't stopped, um, and and really gender-based violence is not a priority. And we saw how the country acted so quickly and fastly when it came to COVID nineteen. Like mm. so, in my my question is that why is it that it's difficult? Um, to, to, to do the same when it comes to gender-based violence. And the only conclusion or the only answer that comes to my head when mm. I think about that mm. question is the fact that um, GBV is not a priority um, in this country, in this society, um, because of the system of patriarchy that exists, right, which um, uplift and uphold men. Men do not feel that gender-based violence is a priority because they're not affected by it. And so it is not a priority. It will always be something that is, looked at um, after or last, it would never be something that is put on the table that, hmm. that will be dealt with like immediately. That is so disheartening. And, and, and part of what I wanted to ask you as well is, you know, at the moment, especially now, you, you would know this, that there's a lot of noise around um, GBV and everybody seems to be throwing money at the problem. So people are seem to be to they want to be seen to be doing something. My sense, though, is that it's going to be problematic if it's not properly coordinating people like coordinated people like yourselves who are at the center of what actually needs to be done and how it needs to be done are saying, well, actually, you know, these are just pity parties, nothing really concrete. How do we get everyone's efforts together and make sure that these efforts are actually effective? I'd say that the work has to come from from communities, it can't come from people who are not affected or who don't know the struggles of women on the ground on a daily basis. And so the solution cannot come from people who are in in the presidency. Uh, the, the, the resources can, can come from there, yes, no sure, no doubt. Mm. So in, in order to, to ensure that everybody is involved and everyone comes to the table and everyone is part of the solution, um, the, the conversations or the implementation needs to come from the ground and it, it needs to happen here first um, in order for us to then move forward. Uh, because then I find that there's a disconnection when it comes to a state or government departments and then with people on the ground because sure. there's, a, there's a linkage there. There's something that is missing. Information doesn't trickle down um, to where we are mm. and we have to hunt and we have to look for information whereas people have already made these decisions and they're making making these decisions without us um yeah i'll leave it there for now Oy. i mean just listening to you i feel i feel so disheartened and, and i'm wondering okay um how, how do we get our second wind you know there we don't have an option right we don't have we cannot let this go so how do we get our second wind so you know um I've been asked this question so many times, mm. and and even even when before I decided to go ahead and do this interview, mm. I was very reluctant mm. um, because I I am also very tired. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been fighting for past two years now, mm. consistently, mm. Um, and I'm not saying that I've been fighting by myself. Mm. I have people who have been fighting with me, but sure. I am it's exhausted. Yeah. I am exhausted as a person. I'm exhausted of, of speaking and, and not being listened to. Mm. I am exhausted um, of coming up with plans that are not being followed. Mm. I'm exhausted of having the exact same conversation that I was having two years mm. ago. Mm. I'm exhausted um, with, um, with, with the presidency. I'm exhausted with the state. I'm, exa- I'm exhausted with everything. Mm. And so to me, um, when we highlight gender-based violence on, during 16 days of activism, which I, I fundamentally don't believe in, Mm. Anyways, 
um, is, is it's, it's, it's triggering. It's, mm. it's, it's problematic because gender-based violence does not only occur during 16 mm. days of activism. Mm-hmm. Gender-based violence has been happening right through the year. Mm. Gender-based violence has been happening since the 1st of August 2018, mm. up until now. Mm. And we're still having the exact same conversation mm. and nothing has changed. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys have solutions. Um, we as the youth, we decided to come up with a movement. We decided that, okay, listen, we're going to shut this country down because we are tired of this and we are being affected by GBV on a daily basis and we need something to change. We did that. We came up with plans, with solutions, and nothing has changed two years down the line. And so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm exhausted. Mm. I'm exhausted. That cannot be right. Um that cannot be right. And and I understand exactly where you are. And I think it's all upon us to take that, what you've just said, and sit with it. And thank you very much for making the time to talk to us. Thank you for even considering giving us this interview, Zintle. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Zintle Ole, National Shutdown Movement spokesperson. As I said, that cannot be right. That cannot sit well with us. We need to sit with it and think about what you just said. 011-714-2006. I'll take your calls and your comments after the news at 2 o'clock with Utsi Lesako.